0: You're from Omaha, you built up a practice in Omaha, and now you're building out in Texas. And in a minute, we're gonna talk about how you got your start in Texas. But let's just clarify for everybody in this story: you did not close down Omaha and move to Texas to start a new practice. You kept the practice going in Omaha and started a new one in Texas, correct?
1: Correct. I had 20 years as a Remax agent in Omaha. So I have 20 years of past clients that Still, I, I've been letting them know I, I don't live there anymore, but I can list your home. So I don't do a lot of sales now, in Omaha as far as buyers.
0: And it sounds like what you've done in the Omaha market is you've created a listing only uh, practice where you're just taking listings, working with sellers. And that's what's allowing you the leverage uh, if from another state. Is that true?
1: That is. And I have some um, new construction that I do. I don't list the new construction, but if I have a buyer that's looking about new construction, it's pretty easy for me to work with that type of buyer.
0: Let's talk about how you opened up the Texas market. You were creating a plan of action of what you wanted to do when you did launch and you launched in January. Had you created a big plan of some kind of master plan or did it just all happen?
2: No, it was, it was pretty well thought out and planned out based on prior experience judy mentioned taking over the the neighborhood we lived in in omaha and the marketing materials we use and the plan we use was very similar uh but just tailored for this community so when you
0: say taking over the market are you talking about geographic farming
1: yes yes first mailing out we had 10 or 12 calls
0: Mastermind Agent is proud to present success calls. Top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com. Hi, I'm Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent, and welcome to Real Estate Agent Success Calls. Today, we're talking with Judy and Dave Smith with Possum Kingdom Real Estate in Grofford, Texas home of the beautiful Possum Kingdom Lake and the north end of the Texas Hills County. In the last 12 months, Judy and Dave had 55 transactions worth $22 million in two different markets, 670 miles apart. 22 sides of residential homes in Omaha, Nebraska and six lake home and condo sides plus 27 residential lot sales in Texas. The Omaha average price was 401000 and the Possum Kingdom Lake home average price was $625,000. judy has been an agent for 34 years and Dave for about 20 years. Welcome to the call, Judy and Dave. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Ah, uh,
0: fantastic. Well, now, before we get started talking about what you're doing today, let's go back for a minute and talk about what you did before you got into real estate. So, Judy, let's start with you. What did you do before you got into
1: real estate? I was a wife and a mother, and my kids were five and seven when I started selling real estate.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So they kind of watched you. They grew up watching you sell real estate. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. How about you, Dave?
2: Well, originally, I had a career in law enforcement. I did that for over 20 years, and then uh, left that and worked for Union Pacific Railroad, which is what took me to Omaha as a in, in train management. And when I got to Omaha, I met Judy about four years later and discovered the world of real estate and also discovered realtors have better hours than law enforcement or railroad workers. So.
0: <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, uh, you've got an interesting story here. You are working in two different markets, and I know people want to understand what's going on there. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about the story of how this came about? How did it come about That you're now working in two different real estate markets, 670 miles apart.
1: A lot of people were affected negatively with the COVID pandemic. Our life changed dramatically in a positive way because of it. We stayed with our daughter in Texas on an acreage that first lockdown. And the last weekend we're there, she said, "Why don't you you go to buy a lot on a lake so we could go boating?" And then we weren't that interested. We never ever thought we'd move to Texas. We didn't. We thought Texas is hot and dry and flat. And she said, no, you need to go to possum kingdom. And we'd never heard of possum. And I said, who could live in a place called possum kingdom? That sounds awful. (laughs) And she said, well, they call it PK for short. And now that we live here, we, we came down the next day and bought, we bought a house the day after we came, we came back the second time and bought a house instantly, like within a weekend we had changed our, our whole life.
0: Wow, that was quick.
2: <laughs> While everybody else was home with the pandemic, getting their houses spruced up. We'd been out of the house for about six weeks. So we had, we had drove back to Omaha with a contract in place to buy a place in Texas. So we had to go back to Omaha and sell three houses to get ready to move. And luckily, I had a good realtor working for me. So <laughs> right. uh, we pulled it off.
0: Wow, that is fantastic. And so... Uh, you're from Omaha. You built up a practice in Omaha, and now you're building out in Texas. In a minute, we're going to talk about how you got your start in Texas, uh, but let's just clarify for everybody in this story. You did not close down Omaha and move to Texas to start a new practice. You kept the practice going in Omaha and started a new one in Texas, correct?
1: Correct. So I, I operate as Judy Smith Team in Omaha. And I used to have a team of like seven agents and I got to where we, and we actually had a REMAX office. Well, I merged my office with our, my former REMAX broker. And so I'm still REMAX in Omaha and REMAX real estate group. And I went from having all these team members to only a transaction coordinator and life was a lot easier after that. I would never want to be the broker in charge ever again. That's (laughs) too many directions. And it was too, too time consuming, but I had 20 years as a RE-MAX agent in Omaha. So I have 20 years of past clients that still, I've, I've been letting them know I, I don't live there anymore, but I could list your home. So I don't do a lot of sales now in Omaha as far as buyers.
0: First, a quick word from our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television. Need more referrals? Get a free script and simple three-part plan used by a top agent to receive and close 74 referral transactions in one year. Just go to freereferralscript.com. That's freereferralscript.com. Now, back to the show. So, Omaha, this is interesting. So, you kept your your practice there. Do you split your time? Do you move back and forth between the markets, Uh, as in you live six weeks one place and six weeks the other or something like that?
1: Not at all. I considered having a condo or an apartment or maybe a small home and it just didn't make financial sense. And um, I fly back and forth. It's only an hour and 20 minute flight. So it's real easy. It takes longer to drive to the airport than it does to fly. And I go for three and four days at a time. My parents live back there. They're in assisted living. So I, I always go make a point to go see them when I go back. And um, I just, it's, it's weird because I'll, I'll have an appointment just to, to, to um, go list a house and while I'm at the airport or right when I land, I have another call saying, can you come talk to me about selling my house? So it's, I always am working on more than one deal at a time when I go back. So I go back two or three times a month.
0: Two to three times a month for three to four days. Yes. Okay. And it sounds like what you've done in the Omaha market is you've created a listing only uh, practice where you're just taking listings, working with sellers and that's what's allowing you the leverage uh, from another state, is that true?
1: That is and I have some um, new construction that I do. I, I don't list the new construction but if I have a buyer that's looking about new construction it's pretty easy for me to work with that type of buyer. And you've, you've notified all of your clients in
0: the old market in Omaha what's going on. So nobody's surprised. You didn't keep it a secret. Uh, you let them know what was happening and they're aware of you moving going back and forth.
1: I had one seller that had contacted me. They didn't know I lived in Texas and I didn't want to take a risk and lose them as a client. So I didn't ever tell them that I actually didn't live in Omaha. But it was one of the highest sales I had in, for the year and it closed with no no hitch. So it it worked out.
0: Now you had a
1: team back
0: there. You were a broker back there in Omaha. Uh, Do you currently have anyone left that's an administrative assistant or anything else in Omaha?
1: I only have a transaction coordinator and she actually doesn't even live in Omaha. She lives in Florida, but she (laughs) used to live in the Omaha area. And I knew her personally, and she does a fantastic job.
0: Wow. That's great. Is she full-time or part-time?
1: She charges me per transaction. So she has other agents that she works for. And if somebody wants her name, I'd be happy to give it to her. She she works in a lot of different states and does a fantastic job.
0: Cool. And is she uh, also working with you to close up transactions in Texas?
1: We haven't used her for that yet. We haven't really needed her. So we may. We're getting busier all the time. Okay. Now, uh, as
0: far as to, to wrap up the Omaha market, uh, Judy, you're going back and forth. Uh, Dave, are you going back and forth to the Omaha market?
2: No, I, I let my, my Nebraska license lapse.'m I'm, I'm only working down here and quite frankly, we have enough going on here that when Judy's in Omaha, we need somebody here anyway. So I'm boots on the ground in Texas pretty much all the time. Uh, but you know there are some social things we go back for that I go with there but but as far as conducting business there no.
0: Let's talk about how you opened up the Texas market. First question for you is, how long have you been uh, licensed and selling homes in Texas?
2: Well, we've been licensed uh, for about as long as we've lived here. We did the online courses to, to get the Texas license requirements out of the way while we were still living in Omaha, which by the way is 180 hours and that's clock hours. So it, it was time consuming, but we were able to have all that behind us by the time we got to uh, Texas. So the only real challenge then was find a testing center that had room to take us because they were all severely limited with the COVID stuff. So we both uh, were licensed by mid June.
0: So mid June of last year, and right now it's the beginning of August. So we're talking right about a
1: year, just over a year. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we really haven't sold that long in Texas. Our broker insisted that we learned everything about the lake, every neighborhood, all kinds of research, and um, we were all over the place. We'd take any road we could find, see what's down that road, you know, work, look through the MLS, and get familiar with everything. Find out the, about the CCRs about each area. And what the particulars are, ask people about stuff. We even interviewed this guy we met at a restaurant that had built the Cliffs Golf Course and just doing a lot of research. And she was just really insistent. She wouldn't even allow us to sit in and do floor duty time or office duty until January. So we weren't really selling or marketing until January of this year. Wow,
0: January of this year, and we're again sitting here at the beginning of August, so seven months in is what we're talking about, your production in Texas, your production time, and so those first, so what are we talking about, four or five months or so, uh, it was a study time for you to to understand the market, your broker insisted, what a great idea, and uh, you gave us a lot of these ideas, so you were looking at the MLS, you were doing drive-bys, you were uh, were you doing uh, previews of properties? Uh, what, what all yes. the things you were doing?
1: Yeah. Yep. Cool. And we were getting to know our neighbors. Like, uh, what do you mean by that? Getting to know your neighbors? Well, there's a, a community pool. So we'd hang out at the pool and then everybody has Polaris or Can-Am. So they drive around from fire pit party to fire pit party, that kind of thing. And just, you know, you stop, somebody's out walking, you stop and talk to them. So we'd walk along the road or, or drive the Polaris
2: and-, and we ride bikes, so we, we were encountering people. On you know, it's much easier to talk with somebody when you're walking or riding a slow moving vehicle. So, <laughs> right.
0: uh, when you say bikes, are you talking about bicycles, motorcycles? Yeah, pedal power uh,
2: bicycles. Yep, okay.
0: good. Uh, very nice. So, you moved in, you got to know everybody, you got to know the area. Uh, when you were meeting people, did you mention that you were in real estate? Were you building up a database at that point?
1: What were you doing uh, business wise? We did it pretty low profile. Like, we, they, well, the funny thing is, the first guy we met out here was like, oh, I've heard all about you. It's like, how did you know that? <laughs> the realtor we bought the house from had told them. So, what,
0: what had that realtor told them?
1: that there was some realtors that were really experienced moving into the neighborhood. So she kind of paved the way for us. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> you had a rep before you even moved
0: in. <laughs> yeah,
2: actually, we, we, we kind of have, yeah.
0: Wow, wow very good. Uh, so I also assume though, at the, in the later half of last year, you were creating a plan of action of what you wanted to do when you did launch and you launched in January. Had you created a big plan, a some kind of master plan, or did it just all happen?
2: No, it was it was pretty well thought out and planned out based on prior experience. Judy mentioned taking over the the neighborhood we lived in in Omaha, and the marketing materials we used and the plan we use was very similar, uh, but just tailored for this community. So,
0: when you say taking over the market, are you talking about geographic farming? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you had a plan to geographic farm this area that you just moved into. Uh, how did you select it? Is it just because you liked the area? Had you done a bunch of research on it to find out what turnover rates are and dominant agents and things like that? Or did it, was it just, this is such a cool area, I want to start selling it?
2: Well, the simple fact is it reminds us a lot of the neighborhood we moved from in Omaha. We moved in at the, as the very beginning as things were getting going there. And when we left, there weren't very many lots left, and Judy had sold well, well into the hundreds of, of those lots and houses there. So we we knew virtually everybody. Agents would call Judy for information about Deer Creek because they me we weren't part of the transaction, but they would call her for advice and information because they knew she had it and she was helpful. So we we took on that same attitude about this community, because we could see there's a lot of empty lots, there's a lot of sellers that seem to be in need of service, and nobody was marketing it. So Hmm. it it was a void that we were prepared to jump into.
0: So this is a, uh, the community that you started in back in Omaha was initially an open, undeveloped area, and it became more and more developed, and you rode that wave. It was centered-
2: it was centered around the golf course, so the the golf course is in place. The subdivision was there, but there was less than 20 houses in a like 500 home development when we moved in. So we filled up a lot of those houses.
0: Very nice. And now uh, the new area in Texas uh, is it also around the golf course? Is the golf course? No.
2: no, there's not even a golf course course within probably 10 or 12 miles. So.
0: Okay, this one is focused around the lake.
2: It's basically a lake and second home community.
1: They have a beautiful beautiful community pool, workout center, a boat dock, boat ramp, the uh, fishing pond, 19 miles of blacktop roads, and about 800 lots. There's probably 150 homes so far. Half of them are full-time residents, half are second homes. That's very
0: interesting. Uh, Again, you're using, you kind of use the blueprint you used in Omaha as the same blueprint just happened to be the situation that you're using in Texas with a a new up and coming area. Uh, Would you recommend that to somebody who's moving to a new area to jumpstart that they could start fresh with everybody else who's starting fresh, so to speak with a new development.
1: If if the lots aren't owned by the developer, because these all the lots had already been sold to individuals and there's people that have owned lots for 20 years. Wow, okay. they decide decided they're not going to move here. And so when we started marketing, we got calls right and left. Like first mailing out, we had 10 or 12 calls.
2: And one of the issues we found is that people we were talking to in the area, they were coming out here because of COVID. They wanted to get out of the city. They, people found they could work from home. And then they discovered they liked working from home. And then the the conclusion is, well, if I'm going to work from home, I want a bigger home further away from things. So they were coming here. There's a lot of the the Dallas metro area people looking at lots here. And and that's their intent is to work from home and and be away from the city. So we saw that trend developing and that's we wanted to take advantage of. it.
0: So it sounds to me like the, the biggest metropolitan area to you is the Dallas Fort Worth area. How far away are you from there?
2: An uh, hour and a half to two hours, depending on what, what part of the metro. Which direction? Uh, it's directly east of us.
0: You're west of Dallas. You're west of uh, the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Yes. Okay, very good. And you said, I'm sorry, did you say about hour and a half drive?
2: The hour and a half to Fort Worth, another half hour onto the Dallas area.
0: So about 90 to 100 miles or so away? About that. Okay. Great, and uh, is, is this a very rural area? Very.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: Very good. And it sounds like it was developed at one point or started the development, and for whatever reason, it kind of petered off, and now it's coming back. Would you agree with that?
2: Uh, I would say the follow through from the developer was not what it probably should have been. but So they, they left a few people wishing for better and, and more More complete amenities, better roads, Uh, the water system was an issue. Everything out here is on its own septic system. There's no no community-wide sewer service. So there was a a lot of issues that if somebody was going to build here, they had to take into account. So there's not the workforce or the materials in this area. Everything has to be brought in from outside of the area. So a lot of people bought with the idea, I'm gonna build my dream home, and the reality was it was more work than they thought it was going to be. So that then we as we started talking to people that were wanting to sell lots, we're finding that was exactly their issue. They it wasn't what they expected. And now they just wanted to sell their lot.
1: Yeah. The water issue is fixed, though. They now yeah. they're on Possum Kingdom water supply. Before they people out here had to pay commercial water rates, which I think that's why it didn't really take off because of that issue of higher water bills. But now that's all handled.
0: So this is good to me because what it tells me is that there was a problem and you found a solution. You and the community found a solution and you've identified that that's happened and you've created this opportunity for growth. And I assume also fiber optic has made it out there so people can work from home. And don't
2: assume that
0: (laughs) there's no fiber optic. Everything, what are they doing? Are they doing
2: uh, it's radio signal, it's radio signal internet.
0: Is, does it work well?
2: Uh, yeah, it, it does if you, if you have line of sight with their towers.
0: It appears so, to be working well with us talking right now. Yeah,
2: we, we have great reception, and most people do, but it, because it's line of sight, a heavy rainstorm can slow it down, or if for whatever reason the power goes out to that tower, it goes out, But so there's, there's no cable in the ground.
0: that's awesome. I I did line of sight almost 20 years ago when I was running an office and it was all kind of new to get on the internet. So that I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's keep talking about how you opened up this market. Uh, Tell us what is the average price in this new area? Uh, Homes you're finding that are being sold, lots that are being sold, homes that are being built. Kind of give us a picture of what's going on there in this market.
1: There's homes as low as 399 and over a million in this neighborhood. Homes around the lake are up to 15 million. So that was very appealing since I sell luxury real estate.
0: Ah, very good. So when you were back in Omaha were you selling luxury real estate, luxury homes?
1: Yes, I was selling both.
0: How do you define luxury? What what does that mean to you?
1: In Omaha, luxury would be Anywhere from 450,000 up to three or four million is what you would find in Omaha. What was the average on a, price there? Average prices oh, 281,000, I believe.
2: When we left, it was in the high 200s. It might have eased up closer to three now, but still
0: not, not a huge amount. So you defined luxury by basically about twice as much as the average on up. Is that did I get that correct?
1: The true luxury is the top ten percent of all properties sold. And with the price of new construction going higher and higher, that's that's edged up for luxury too. But I think luxuries, if you're on a private golf course, which that the golf course we were at was an Arnold Palmer private golf private golf course. So But I did have those and and homes there too. Ah, fantastic.
0: And so the the new market, as you mentioned, you have, I think you said, 800 lots, 150 houses. So a lot of it's still needing to be built out. It sounds like you've got a good foothold in selling these lots, correct?
1: We We have a huge foothold. We have about 45 lots for sale right now. Wow. And you said
0: these are all individual owners. It's not like you have one developer or one builder or owner that had all these lots. Better. we've had to create 45 listings sound correct, mm-hmm.
1: correct.
0: all righty and uh and what is the average price of those lots
1: they're all over the place the, and they're yeah. lots from one to five acres we even have one that's over 10 acres so they're nice big plots of land
0: give give us now, an idea of pricing from low to high and kind of what's in the middle.
2: If it's on the the waterfront or right adjacent to the lake, those lots are going for around $100,000 an acre. That's kind of the typical benchmark. As you move into the community, there's a lot of two acre lots and they're going for roughly 20 to 25,000 per acre. And then uh, the five acre lots tend to be more around the perimeter of the property. They've been immensely popular, and they're going for about ten thousand an acre. Uh, but of course, it's a higher amount overall. But but they're they just have been very popular.
0: And they, if you
1: have a lake view, it's they're way more yeah,
0: expensive, right? So I'm basically hearing between fifty and five hundred thousand per lot.
2: Well, there's a few that are cheaper than that. Uh, the the ones that are, don't have a view but are you know, tucked away back in the the corner somewhere. So you could get a lot for 20,000.
0: Okay. A nice lot. Yeah, a,
2: a good buildable lot.
0: Cool. And then uh, are you finding buyers for these properties?
2: Yes, we are. How Every are you day. doing that?
0: Are you creating a market?
2: Well, we have a website dedicated to this community. So everything that's for sale in this community shows up on that. And we tell people, here's where you can go and stay in, in touch. Of course, they also get our branding with it, which is okay with us. Um, and then we we just tell our neighbors if, if you hear somebody that's looking. And actually, our, I've had several texts from neighbors that will tell me I just saw somebody as a gated community. So somehow they got in, and they're not represented, but they're looking at lots. Here's where they're at. So I go track them down. And uh, we've made a couple of sales just out of people that were here wandering through the community and we offered them assistance.
0: And so, you taking action to go meet them.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you're being proactive. Very nice. Um, uh, anything else you're doing to market these lots?
1: Well, we have re- reflective signs. And then we have the lot number and the number of acres on each sign. So it's very easy to see what you're looking at. So when, if somebody's driving through a Navy site, they'd like a certain one, they can identify it rather than just wondering where it's at.
0: Smart. Very nice. Uh, is there anything that an agent uh, should know if they're ever thinking about selling a vacant land, uh, raw land, uh, a lot, uh, things that they should be aware of and look out for?
2: The covenants and restrictions imposed by an HOA, if, if they exist, um, the, the buildability of the lot. I mean, not every lot is one that you can just build a house on. Uh, accessibility to it. I mean, the, it, it, this could go on all afternoon. But.
1: Yeah, we made a spreadsheet. We did a spreadsheet for when we were rating lots and pricing them on whether it was a Lake view whether it was easy to build on, how tough would it be to put the driveway in with the culvert and uh, how rocky it was, just all the ease of building, how many trees have to be removed, how many are really nice trees on the lot. Live oaks are a real treasure here. That's The birds like them and and people really like them on their property. So we just would rate each lot based on a whole bunch of different factors to come up with the list price.
2: And one thing that's not often recognized by a lot of agents is which side of the street is the utility on? And in this neighborhood, it's typically only on one side of the street. So you've got the electrical cable and the water line just on one side. So if you're on the other side, there's a few extra thousand because you're gonna have to dig under the street to tap into it. So that's an important thing to think about.
1: And it helped us that we it helped us that we had new construction experience and had done a new new construction um, qualification for that, the the certified new home specialist. And so we know enough about new construction that we can make good judgment on what makes a good lot and what would be really tough to build on.
0: This is great. I really like how you took your expertise from the old market to the new market uh, and you were able to dive right in. Uh, Especially as you said, you're kind of a, a, to me, a market maker there there wasn't a lot of activity or agents interested in the area for some reason. And you dove right in. And the fact that you were raiding all the lots shows how serious you are about it.
1: Yeah, we have spreadsheets for our two neighborhoods that we farm like that. And we had to because these people were calling us and we were trying to keep track of everybody. And if we wouldn't have done that, It was just crazy to, when we were first getting all these online, it was a lot of work. And then Dave does the drone photography. He's our drone. He's a licensed drone pilot that helps too. And then one of the big things, since we're in such a rural area and it's such a big development, we bought a Polaris Ranger. And so we'll take the buyers out on the lots and sit where their house might sit and say, this is where your house could go instead of looking from the street. And they love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Very I take, nice. pictures, once they pick a lot, like if it has a lake view, I'll take a picture of them with the lake view in the background. and They seem to love that too. Uh, this, this
0: is great. This reminds me of a, an old story of an agent named Alan Dom, who was a, a master at selling condos in Center City, Philadelphia. And he knew all the blueprints so well and all the layouts so well, he never had to go into any of them because he'd already mapped it all out. Uh, And that's exactly what you've done. I I think that's so cool and impressive. Have you gone to the point where you've uh, mapped them out and and you have diagrams that you can hand out to people to show where these lots are, the boundaries? Now, a quick word from our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television, where top agents reveal exactly how they create consistent flows of home buyer and home seller leads into their practices every month. Need more leads? Hit the pause button right now. Open Google and search RealGTV. That's R-E-A-L-G dot TV. Now, back to the show. We
2: we have maps and we, we had to drive to Wichita Falls, 75 miles away to get copies made of a, of a big map. The so, maps. so we don't just give those out, but we let people take pictures of it and we can show them how how their lot would be, or, you know, where it's at in the community. But, uh, but yes, we do that.
1: And we've highlighted the ones that are for sale, but it's, it's so hard to keep up because every time we have a new mailing, we have another dozen or so people that say, list my lot. <laughs>
0: That's great. Now, are you double ending a lot of these properties? In other words, you're working with both the seller and the buyer?
1: Virtually all of them. Virtually all of them. It's an intermediary when you're in Texas.
0: Very nice, and um, I assume that means that you're doing some kind of marketing. You mentioned the signage. Uh, what, any other marketing? Well, you have the website. Is there anything else that's causing the buyers to come direct to you? Maybe referrals from other people in the area.
1: We have gotten some referrals from other agents, and we're big in CRS Certified Residential Specialists. And I have a CLHMS MS designation and then Dave has the resort and second home property specialist designation so
2: and I have a CCIM designation so I, I have fairly good networking of people there that I can talk to
1: but we I think a lot of people have heard of Possum Kingdom Lake so our company website is possumkingdom.com and they get a ton of business and then we're possumkingdomteam.com but when they go to our our website about the neighborhoods that we farm, if they research the hills above Possum Kingdom, our name comes up.
0: That's really important, isn't it? You're a geographic farmer and you have made sure that the name of your area is in the name of your team and your website and all your marketing so that you're popping up in the search engines, the SEO, uh, that people identify you as they see your signage. Uh, I believe you, uh, I I don't know how far we've gone into this, but you affiliated yourself with a broker who's from the area. Uh, And I think you just mentioned the name of their company is also the name of your area, correct?
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. And it's, it's the welcome center for the lake. So that's one reason we picked that broker. They have a Starbucks office. They also also have luxury suites for clients that don't have a place to stay. if They're coming out on a home shopping trip. We like that. No and doubt, but the 50 years of, of being in business with Possum Kingdom Real Estate, we like that also.
0: So, you took your time to find the right broker, we interviewed everybody that was out here. Yes, how did you select the one that you did? Was it just the name, or was it anything else?
2: It was their personality, they, they seem to really be striving for excellence. Uh, they are. They, they seem to have very good integrity and morals. Uh, they didn't, didn't strike me somebody that's out for just a quick buck at any cost. I mean, they, everything about them seemed like they were really good people. And the way they were marketing the company uh, with the, the Welcome Center and uh, just, uh, they've got a boat that's got the name on it that, that they go out and tour and show people around. So that you, people see the name a lot
0: nice nice well dave i gotta ask you said striving for excellence uh, have you ever interacted with the jesuits
2: well i went to a jesuit university
0: <laughs> right yeah i went to a jesuit high school and they love that term striving for excellence that's why i thought maybe you picked it up there
2: <laughs> uh, you know I, I don't specifically remember that but it, it was the old saint uh joseph's college on the rio Grande in albuquerque new mexico I spent uh, three few years there, so.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I'm up in Denver, so that's great. Um, well, there's been a lot of fun. So tell me, uh, tell me anything else than an agent listening to us who's thinking about going to a new market where they don't know anybody, because you guys didn't know anybody there. They're gonna go to a new market and they need to open up. Any other advice that you have for them to get a fast start? Because you all have had a really fast start.
2: Well, find out what people in the area like to do. Uh, are they hanging out in the bars? Are they golfers? Are they boaters? I mean, that's, there's all those opportunities around a community like this. And so we play golf every opportunity we can. We play both a, a ladies' league and a mixed couples' league. And so we, we get every opportunity to be in front of other people and talk about what we're doing. Um, so yeah, get out and be a part of the community. We joined the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we, we have, a, our office has a membership, but we have our own membership.
0: How big is that town that you're in, the, the city or the area? How many, what's the population or number of properties? Or give us some kind of perspective. You have
1: to go. Our population is, it's different summer versus winter it's probably less than 500 people. So we have our grocery store is the trading post. And they have a meat market and the fresh vegetables and everything and everything it's like a lake store. So we don't even have a true main street. We have a few restaurants, a tackle shop and some boat places.
2: There's no city limits. Within miles of here, where this is all unincorporated. There is no city center, there's no market area. It's just shops scattered here and there. Uh, there's a few restaurants. And so it's, it's just scattered around. There is no, no one place everybody goes for groceries that, or uh, to have a place to hang out, so.
0: Well, this is a small-knit community and you've built up a reputation there. You've mentioned that there are uh, a lot of folks that have purchased lots, uh, maybe with a dream of building a second home or a a retirement home, uh, but they didn't. Are you reaching out to those people through uh, uh, going out to wherever they currently live, the the non owner occupied list? Are you going out and uh, letting them know that you're there and available and you could help them sell that lot?
1: No, we're selling, we're sending a market report once a month. And Uh, from that market report, it is such an outstanding report. It makes people hang on to it and decide they're going to call us. And they do. Like some will say we've gotten it a couple, couple different times and we're finally calling you. We're finally getting around to it. But it's from Real Marketing. David Collins, I don't know if you've heard of him, but that's the company I was using in Omaha. And we've, it's really nice because they help create it. You just have to proof it and give the okay. Beautiful
0: they' are they doing the mailing part of the service as well? Yes okay and this is a hard copy this is not being emailed so this is being mailed directly out it's how a four many...
2: page brochure I say again it's a four page brochure
0: a four page brochure at full color looks fantastic a lot of data and stats I assume and pictures uh, Tell us how many people is it going out
1: to? What about? It? Seven or eight hundred people. Uh, seven or eight hundred total
0: addresses. I probably, probably
1: seven hundred and fifty people.
0: And uh, how much is that costing you each month?
1: For this neighborhood, it's we're spending fifteen hundred a month. So about two dollars each. Yeah, it's a little less than two bucks each. Okay,
0: great. And so that's for the production. That's for the printing. That's for the Mailing services and to get it to the door, including the stamp or the postage, it's getting there for just under two bucks. It sounds like a really nice, high quality piece.
1: And And it has what's nice about it: it has each person's name on the mailing, been printed on it. Yes, so it'll be personalized. It's it's personalized, very personalized.
0: Do you have it customized in the actual document itself, in other places other than the address?
1: In two different places. It's on that brochure.
0: Cool. All right. Very nice. And you're getting a response from it. It's working. Uh, Is is that been your main push then? Is this mail? How It's been going out since January. So we have six maybe mailings that have gone out? Correct. Will you
2: continue
1: Uh, to do it? Definitely.
2: And not only have we, we listed and sold lots in this neighborhood, but we've got people that own lots here that are getting that that have asked us to list lots in other communities. So there's there's a place called Sportsman's World and Gaines Bend that are also Lake communities. And we've listed lots in both locations based on people getting the flyer, the brochure that, that they got in the mail, and they call us because, can you help me sell the house or, or the, the property? So, so we've got, the reach has been just beyond uh, the the hills community it, it goes all
1: around the lake
0: how much how far of a distance is that of those other two communities from you
1: 15 minutes
2: uh yeah so
0: it's kind of like the, the next neighborhood over
2: well there's there's different parts of the lake there it's on the south side both of those are on the south side of the lake uh we're kind of on the north end of the lake so it's it's basically from one o'clock position to six o'clock position, but it's, it's around the, the... What's
0: the name of the lake?
2: Possum Kingdom Lake.
0: Okay. So that still ties into your brand and your marketing yep. and the name of your company. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear to people that you should be the expert in that other area as well.
1: Exactly. All right. Right now we have 60 active
0: listings. 45 in your area and 15 in these others. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's nice. So it uh, sounds like that's a great expansion plan. Is that part of
1: your expansion plan to move to some of these other neighborhoods? Well, we have one other neighborhood we're mailing to now too. It's called the Cliffs and that's where the golf course is. And so we network with those people playing golf. They have a restaurant there. We attend functions there.
0: Does it have a similar situation where it's got a lot of lots and some of it's been built out, but not all of it. And they're all individually owned. And so therefore- they're not.
2: They're not all individually owned. There's about, there's 6,000 lots total. Wow. And there's about 10% that's still owned by the original developer. Okay, so about but 90% lots. have
0: been sold off.
2: Yeah, so basically 90% are private hands and about 10% are still with the developer.
0: So you've picked an area that also has this uh, future expansion opportunity. Uh, and, and that's really cool as well. Uh, this <laughs> this thing could really blow up, couldn't it?
1: Well, they have a lot of. I, we we picked that area too because they have a lot have a lot of cliff lines overlooking lake, and those are very very expensive homes. And your Not objective
0: is home. to start pushing the price up as soon as you can, right? To to get higher prices. You mentioned luxury homes a couple times.
2: Well, we are seeing prices edging up over when we started. It's people are willing to pay more and as the especially as the cheaper lots are off the market there's still one to come out here. So yes, that's that is in fact happening.
1: But selling homes is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Let's tell talk- a lot is a stepping stone.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that stepping stone idea. Uh, I assume that part of your plan well you tell me is part of your plan to uh, initially start with these lots and eventually help people build on those lots. So now you have houses to sell rather than lots to sell.
1: Correct. And we actually have uh, a listing call tonight. We've, we've been there. We're just returning this evening, probably to list a a house out here in the the Hills. So
0: most of what you've listed so far are lots and now it's starting to pick up some uh, houses as well. Right.
2: He's a property owner. So he's gotten the mailer and He's called us because he likes what he's seen on the, on the mailing.
1: Everyone always mentions how nice that brochure is. Like they're very impressed with it. So I think I, it, it's key to have a really high quality brochure so it doesn't get missed.
0: No doubt. And the fact that you mentioned, I, I really like that a lot of people, a lot of other agents have ignored the market. So you're able to move in and take a big market share. I think that's been important for you from what I've heard. Do you have... A strategy or plan to help people take these things from lots to homes? Are you going to be a developer or partner with a developer or a home builder or something to help more homes start to pop up on these lots? Or are you happy just selling them as lots?
1: We're recommending builders. And some builders are offering to pay a referral fee for sending them buyers. So there's a little chance there. And then Just today, this morning, we were taking a builder and his son around. They're thinking about buying some lots and building some spec homes and having a model home, which would be awesome. We we would love that. We've done a lot of new construction sales too.
0: Right. So that's another avenue to open up and to push your average price higher, maybe build out some more luxury homes. Now, are there uh, covenants in the area that require the home to be a certain size or quality or the fact that it would be a luxury home rather than somebody builds a shack out there.
2: There is a minimum size requirement, and there are everything has to be approved by the architectural control committee. So yeah, they're not just going to let anything be built.
1: And no barnominiums. People, some people ask, <laughs> and they won't allow people to just park a trailer on it or anything like no camping, anything like that.
0: Right. You mentioned it's a gated community which, from the beginning, which is interesting. Well, I know we've, we've taken a lot of time to talk about this uh, area. Well, I think, I hope everybody's picked up on your expertise in the area, that you are experts. You've become quick experts at it. You took all that time to study early on so you would have that knowledge. You could share that and show it to others. And now you're presenting the area in a very positive light. You're drawing in folks from the outside to buy, which is generating even more listings, This is fantastic and really exciting. Any advice that you would have uh, as we wrap this section up for again, anybody that's an agent who's thinking about moving to a new market and, uh, or they've been dropped into a new market and they need to get a fast start.
1: You have to have confidence in what you're doing, like figure out a plan and then know it's gonna work and stick to your plan.
2: And don't be afraid of spending money if it's done wisely. It, it, it's necessary, so there will be rewards for it, and it's not always quite as dramatic as maybe we've experienced, but we had the skills to sell prior and the desire to sell, so that that was already in place. We just had to get the tool, which is, it's not cheap, but when you consider we're spending $1,500 or $750 a month for this neighborhood, but we've, we're gonna close 13 deals between now and the end of August uh, at an average of like 3,000 per deal. So, I mean, it, it, it works out pretty well, but you just, you have to have a little bit of faith and you have to spend a little bit of money.
0: Where do you think you're going to end the year uh, in number of units sold there in this new market?
2: Number of units. Wow!
1: I'd love to have it be a hundred. I don't know if that's possible, but
2: oh, I was thinking would... too. But
1: oh. <laughs> being optimistic—that's
0: fantastic. Well, I'm trying to remember if I had this right. It's Thirty-three. That is that right? Thirty-three units where you are right now. So far closed. Yeah, that's amazing. So you absolutely could pull something like that off, right? Something between 100
1: Right. Cool. We were actually we were able to sell. Uh, just through because of our office, we had a guy walk in, listed a home for 1,350. It had been on the market earlier for 1,000,000, 299. He said he'd listed it at 1,000,000, 350. The day we activated it, I got a phone call from a guy that wanted to spend 700,000. And I t- explained the market to him and he bought it cash 1,000,000, So we got both sides of that. So wow. we're dumping all that money back into our marketing and just going to keep rolling. You got to invest in your business.
0: And the power of being an expert in the market, right? Again, you know, you have the knowledge of the market. You had to talk to this uh, buyer and describe the market and what was happening. And you have the expertise to do that and convince them through, you know, I'm sure, information that you showed them that this is a great area to
1: live. Uh, well, how cool I thought of another, that? oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought of another strategy that we're doing. When we bought this home, it had a little tiny patio and we decided we're gonna build a huge patio for entertaining. We wanted to invite anybody in the neighborhood or anybody in the golf league, anybody in the women's club or whatever group we're with over to our house to entertain them on our patio. So we built this massive covered patio and we had our first party last Friday and we had only had 30 there and we could have had room for 80 to hundred.
0: Oh my gosh, how big is this patio? it's uh
2: 60 by 40 Six, 60 by 40
0: yeah that's great and and then i assume that's there it's on an acreage and so there's a lot of open space and open land and so mm-hmm. forth do you have one of the homes that's near the lake or interior where yet we are actually in
2: the the end of a canyon we're we're up up a draw and actually in a canyon there's there's ridges on both sides of our property uh, and the houses are back Along the streets on those, so they're, they're not really visible to us. But uh, if you walked out our back door and, and kept walking about half a mile, our closest neighbor would be up there, but you can't see them. And uh,
1: we have total privacy. Yeah. So it's a really relaxed, nice setting.
2: We have to share it with the coyotes, bobcats, deer, <laughs> turkeys, any number of birds, and a possum. So
0: here <laughs> or there. That's great. Very nice. So you entertain out on the patio. Uh, that, that is a good point. One of your, uh, strategies has been networking with all the people in the community. You've mentioned that going to the pools, having the party, uh, bumping into them at the store, uh, it, just servicing them, being available for them. Uh, uh, that's really sharp and smart. Any other strategies that we've forgotten that we didn't get to or haven't mentioned?
1: We use our Polaris to drive the people in the lots. I guess we talked about that, um, we're going to start. We did this in Omaha a lot and it worked well using the 800, pro, 800 number for ProQuest with recorded information. So we need to get that put into place. That's one of our goals. The old
0: IVR, Interactive Voice yep. Response System. So somebody calls an 800 <laughs> number and they get to hear a recorded message about the property and you capture their phone numbers. So yeah, the call, and call capture.
1: And it's very effective. So we need to do that. And, um, Let's see.
0: Would you put that out there on those signs, those reflective signs? Probably. And probably it would be reflective as well. Then people could see it easily.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. I think that's a great idea.
1: Oh, we do have a Matterport camera. The three I bought one December of 2014 and have been using it ever since. Oh wow! And that has gotten a lot of use or a lot of results because we've had buyers that'll either make an offer sight unseen because they can see the floor, the ceiling all around all outside and they can see the, the way the house lays out or else they'll come to the house to look at it, to be sure it really looked like it did online. And it, they said it looks exactly like it did online. So cool. that's very effective too.
0: And that's combined with Dave's uh, drone photos right. he's taking. And so you got a really great layout there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I assume a lot of those awesome photos are going into not only the website, but into that newsletter you're sending out, that, that brochure.
1: Well, that, that one does not have the marketing. The one I did in Omaha always had my listings captured on there, but there was a, a lesser price since the, there were so many lots. If you don't keep changing it, they do the maps of where the active pending and solds are, and they don't feature just one particular listing.
0: Uh, very good. Well, this is great. I've I really enjoyed this. Uh, let's let's start uh, bringing this together here for people listening. You've you mentioned you've invested a lot in getting a foothold in this new market. So the question they may have is, are you profitable? Yes, <laughs> it's a great answer, isn't it? Uh, do you know what your percentage of net profit is? As a percentage of the gross, just the percent. You think fifteen?
1: I don't know exactly. Probably
0: Probably about 15%. About 15%. That's a nice start. Very good. And as they start selling more expensive homes, I assume that's going to go up. So you're already profitable after six months, uh, after getting into this new market and making an investment, making things happen. Um, But I got to ask Judy, what drives you?
1: Just my passion for real estate. I've done it for 34 years, but it's it's like I just started because i I love it every day. It doesn't seem like a job.
0: Dave, how about you? Uh, You know, when I
2: was in law enforcement, if I got called out to go do something, I was making maybe 20 bucks an hour at the the height of my career. And if I go out to meet somebody now, I'm making substantially more than 20 bucks an hour. So it's... And and then they're not likely to shoot at me. So, you know, it's... (laughs) It's a just a different life, but it, it's the security of the job, and knowing that I can do it well, and knowing that there's a need to fill. I, that's what drives me. It's it's a good source of income. Uh, it's a great lifestyle, and I like seeing happy clients, and with, especially those once they bought the lot, they're building on it, and they're coming to our parties and getting to know people, and thinking I'm a part of this community. That's when it all is
1: worthwhile. Yeah, I love it when the people tell you thank you and they're appreciative, and those sellers like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I'd ever be able to sell this, and to to make people happy, I, it's such a great gratifying feeling. Our favorite thing after someone buys a property and they get an offer accepted, instead of just calling them and say, hey, your offer got accepted, we'll say, is this the new owner of thirty sixty five Park Road thirty six? And they'll say, well, is it? And then they're all excited. So we love doing that.
0: What a great idea. Um, Let me ask you, if you were going to advise a brand new agent, a brand new agent just getting in the business, what would you tell them to do first?
1: I'd tell them to go work with a team of a person they liked. You know, make sure they they mesh well with with the team leader and see how involved that team leader is. Make sure they're not just a figurehead that really isn't selling. Make sure that the team person that, especially if you could find someone that they think might retire someday, because whoever had been on my team, had they stuck around and had, it, had I decided to stay there, but then moved to Texas, I would have left them in charge and they, there would have been a great big piece of pie there for them if they would have just stuck it out.
2: And I would say education and especially designations, because that's a built-in network with the designation and that's, people are, especially the CRS designation, people will find you.
0: That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, how long do you uh, foresee that you're gonna run uh, both businesses, both practices in both markets uh, uh, in Nebraska and in Texas?
1: Probably at least 10 years. And for sure, as long as my parents are still living. So
0: this is a good model for you. It's working and you're going to continue to run
1: it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like being able to serve my past clients when they call and say, we're thinking about selling. Then I explain that I don't really live there, but I'm still selling and they're all okay with it. They're like, well, good for you. you know, and they know we moved here to be closer to our four grandkids that live here in Texas. And so they can appreciate that.
0: Have you been able to spend more time with the grandkids? Oh, Definitely. yeah. Yep, this is working out. How do they like the Polaris?
2: Oh, they love it. Did they fight over We used to ride in the, the back jump seat? But yeah, they'd be fine about something. So
0: <laughs> take a cruise around and have a little kid party out there on the patio, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's they fantastic.
1: <laughs> you look for tadpoles, and the little, little two year old likes to go on a broom broom ride.
0: <laughs> that's cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun i've come to the end of my questions for today uh judy do you have any parting thoughts for the listeners
1: i think if you're going to decide that you're going to geographic farm make sure you have a passion for that neighborhood like don't just pick it because oh this is a luxury neighborhood i think i'll start farming it you have to have something in common with those people a reason why that's your neighborhood it helps if you live in the neighborhood that you're farming. back in Omaha, we lived in Deer Creek where I farmed, and then here in the hills, and then we play golf in the cliffs, we also farm that neighborhood here. So I think you it's better if you have connections there and not just you mail something there. and it has to be a quality piece and i I'd recommend they talk to real marketing with David Collins, and I'd be happy to share any of that information if somebody wants to look at it. Do you want the websites of where we? Sure, if you are. have it. Okay. One of the websites is thehillsabovepk.info. The other one is thecliffscommunity.com. And it has houses and lots. So if you see the homes for sale and then scroll down a little bit, it'll show all the lots for sale also.
0: Excellent. Somebody could go over there and take a look. It'd be a great idea to model that. Sounds like it's worked very, very well. Uh, Dave, do you have any parting thoughts for the listeners?
2: No, I would go back to what we said at the beginning. Believe in yourself. uh, And I I would say if you're marketing a neighborhood, you should know a lot about it and it helps to live there. Uh, And I hear all the time people saying, Well, you're a realtor, you can live anywhere you want, you've chosen here, there must be a reason and there is. So yeah, it's easier to to sell something if you believe in it. And we believe in the neighborhoods we live in. So that's, I, I just say, have some confidence, do what it takes to get the confidence. If you need to take public speaking courses, if you need to get a coach, whatever it takes, but get somebody that can steer you the right way and believe in yourself.
1: That reminds me, 34 years ago, I took a Dale Carnegie course before I started selling real estate. And you might not believe this, but I was very bashful and did not want to speak in front of anyone. But that course kind of changed my life. And it was perfect timing for when I started selling real estate.
0: That is fantastic. This has been so much fun. Well, uh, Judy and Dave, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today.
2: It's been our pleasure.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for joining us on Success Calls. Keep moving forward. Bye. Thank you. If you like the show and want to know when the next one's coming out, click the subscribe button. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, give the show a five-star review and write a quick comment. I read them all, and it motivates me to keep going and share the top agent success stories with you. Thanks. If you're looking for more ways to generate leads, check out our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television, and their giant database library of video trainings where top agents reveal, demonstrate, and discuss their best lead generation methods. Visit RealGTV, R-E-A-L-G dot TV. If you're low on funds or just want to get the maximum leverage, check out my masterclass webinar titled Top 5 Free Lead Sources for Real Estate Agents. Learn more at FreeLeadTime.com. That's FreeLeadTime.com. Oh, and if you have a real estate friend who needs some inspiration, tell them about the Success Calls podcast. And don't you forget to subscribe right now to hear all the great top agent ideas. Keep moving forward.
1: You've been listening to
0: Success Calls on the Mastermind Agent Network where top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com.